From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you, wherever you may be. Pastor Mike Douglas here. Welcome to Lighthouse Live and the International Podcasting Network. Great to have you with us wherever you are listening around the world. And uh, you know, Elaine, uh, there are friends and there are friends, and, and then there are special friends. Special and, friends. And right. uh, tonight, uh, in just a few moments, we'll be introducing you or reintroducing you to one of the great friends that, that God has blessed mm-hmm. us with. And, you know, I was just in a meeting a, a couple hours ago, and we were talking about, you know, within uh, the faith-based community, the importance of relationships. Yes. You know, so often the busyness of, of what we do can can mess with that. But uh, God gives us relationships to uh, to really be his conduits of love, grace, and mercy that spread out into the community. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Gardal Wilson is one of those special friends, Amen. and uh, he's with us tonight. We'll be uh, talking to him in just a moment. Uh, let's check in now, though, with our friends from Voice of the Martyrs. What will people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. The body found strangled next to the mosque belonged to Sunday Nache Achi. He was studying architecture at the university and was president of the campus ministry of the Evangelical Church of West Africa. After three Muslim students dressed in traditional jihad clothing came to his dorm room, Sunday's roommate warned him of their threats. But he already knew the risk of being a Christian in that place. After his death, one student declared, we must be prepared to die for evangelism. I see in the Bible examples of many who had to lay down their lives for the gospel. Why not me? Why not you? For more stories of courage from the Voice of the Martyrs, Go online to persecution.com. And back with you live here on Lighthouse Live. And just a reminder, friends, you know, we, we need to thank God on a continual basis for the freedoms that he's given us in this country. And by no means are we perfect, but you hear stories like that. And we're just reminded of the cost of following Christ around the world. And uh, in some places, taking up your cross and following him uh, means death. And, uh, you know, on the one hand, death, but on the other hand, of course, uh, a great eternity with the Lord. But, uh, you know, the cost of that following, and yet the wonderful seeds that are planted for the gospel around the world. And so uh, we, we we're committed to bringing that to you every week, just as a reminder to pray for our brothers and sisters uh, around the world. Switching now to uh, the legal side of uh, what's happening in the country, let's check in with Brad Dacus and the Pacific Justice Institute. Yeah, we're really excited about this uh, uh, this uh, seminar. It's um, 
we're positive that uh, it's going to be a, a real uh, great input for the, the pastors and uh, throughout the, uh, the, the the community. Um, it's uh, we're going to be addressing a number of issues, including uh, the rights of churches and dealing with issues from employees to attendees, and, uh, and how to deal with disruptions and how to deal with uh, circumstances that um, that uh, can be very challenging, but could be uh, also have serious legal ramifications. We're going to deal with churches and their rights to expand their ministries, their missions, and how to um, reach out to kids in public schools, and, um, and then also church and politics. We're going to talk to, about and, and educate pastors of what churches uh, can and can't do politically and, and what they may or may not want to do politically. Um, so it's going to be really very inclusive and in, in covering a lot of issues, and most importantly, we're going to be there to answer questions and, and so that pastors will know that um, that we are here and uh, and that uh, we're here to, to represent each and every one of them without charge if they need it. Brad, uh, just great response from last year's seminar that you did down here. In fact, a lot of people walked away going, gee, you know, I didn't know this about that. And and, uh, and if you're uh, in the HR department of various ministries and churches, you guys have some wonderful material for them as well. Uh, so we're, we're very much looking forward to that. And we'll give the details on that in just a moment. Brad, if we could just switch gears here uh, very quickly. Uh, there's some really diabolical legislation that, unfortunately, our governor signed and uh, will go into effect in January. But we do have the opportunity to uh, sign petitions to uh, have that put on hold. Can you fill us in a little bit on what's happening on that front? Oh, absolutely. It was SB 777. Uh, that was the legislation that will uh, open the door even wider than it already is to bring in uh, pro-homosexual, pro-transsexual, transvestite uh, instruction uh, in public schools, and that it forbids any bias with regard to sexual orientation. So, therefore, if you have a teacher who uh, has the kids read Romeo and Juliet, then uh, that teacher could feel compelled, not just at, at liberty, but actually compelled by law to have them read a, uh, a homosexual uh, love story or novel. And so that, uh, Bob and Steve or something. So um, that is, is a, just one example of what we are, we're going to see coming down at all grade levels if this becomes law. Now, it's, uh, there's, there's a, a petition that's going out to have this put up as a referendum. Um, if enough signatures are gathered in the next uh, roughly 30, 35 days, then um, we're going to be able to have it, uh, the enforcement of this halted. And if it is halted, uh, then it will you know, then go to the ballot box, I think, in June, where voters will be able to decide whether or not they want this. So um, that's, it's a real important opportunity for people to, uh, to speak up and, um, and uh, let the legislature know what, uh, what, what their convictions are and the fact that they care for our children and they want to protect our children. Amen, Brad. Thank you for that update. And we do have uh, a copy of that here at ABC, so people can uh, sign it here if they wish. We'll give them more, uh, more of those details coming up. Brad, again, thank you so much for taking time to be with us here on Lighthouse Live, and we'll certainly look forward to seeing you in February. Thank you, Mike. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure. Looking forward to it. Friends, he's talking about the uh, seminar, uh, number one, coming up uh, February 12th. Uh, so legal system and uh, legal issues for churches and ministries and nonprofits. Uh, if you're in the nonprofit business and uh, you have a ministry, why, you really need to be this seminar. It, uh, it is free. You get a free lunch. There are free lunches. There are. Amazing? Yeah, we were just talking about it the other are. day. You want to get are. cops and pastors to something, give we them a free, free lunch. We have free one today, right? too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's coming up.
February 12th, registration at 9.30 in the morning, and then uh, uh, the seminar running from 10 to 1. Uh, Brad and his team will be there with some great information from for you about uh, the, the legal issues facing us in the Christian community today in terms of ministry. And something not to be missed, it was a great success last year. If you'd like to yes. attend, it's free. Again, you can call us 209-544-9571. That's 209 544 Nine five seven one. The other thing that Brad was talking about, of course, is SB seven seven seven. And normally, uh, we we don't launch into the. There are other ministries that do a much better job of handling some of these issues than we do. We understand our uh, our our place in the body of Christ and what we do well. But friends, this is this is a diabolical piece of legislation mm-hmm. that the governor signed. And it, it will go into law. It will go into law in January 08. And, and what it does is it uh, elevates deviant uh, forms of sexual addiction uh, to the, the normal process between a, a, a man and his wife. And, and that, has, that has to be taught as equally valuable and, and viable in the classroom. And I just, uh, this is appalling. First of all, our kids ought not to even be thinking about that. At, this at is that true, age. And, and this would be law, and January 08 is not that far it's off. It's not that far That's away. That's pretty scary. And, uh, again, uh, what we're looking for is uh, our uh, signatures on this petition. And uh, we have to have it in by the end of uh, December, by the way. And uh, if you'd like uh, to sign one, we do have one here at ABC. Or uh, no matter where you are, we'll make sure we find someone that has one for you to sign. So just give us a call again, 209-544-9571, and we'll be happy to connect you with that opportunity. Absolutely. Let's pass along the uh, latest volunteer center of the United Way's Linda Hand list, the Alzheimer's affiliates of Stanislaw County, and I know we don't like to think about that, but they're having their 20th annual holiday poinsettia sale, offering a beautiful florist quality uh, poinsettia and delivery service to the public, and it's raising funds for the program services to the community. Now, volunteers are needed December 7th through the 21st to enter customer information into the computer and map delivery locations and deliver these beautiful poinsettias to businesses and private residences throughout Stanislaw County. Now, volunteer drivers must have their own cars, vehicles, and current driver's license and insurance. That's important. So the Alzheimer's affiliates of Stanislaw County providing supportive services and education educational programs to Alzheimer's victims and their family members and caregivers in the community. So this might be a, a fun and a very worthwhile thing to uh, consider doing during this uh, this season, so you might want to consider that. Also, the Modesto Gospel Mission is having a happy birthday Jesus party. This is going to be a, a great time. Volunteers are needed to assist on this very special day with setup, cleanup, serving dinner, and passing out gifts uh, to the homeless individuals and, and families that are there. Now, prior to volunteering for the first time, uh, all interested uh, volunteers must attend the volunteer orientation tour, and that happens on Thursday, the 13th of this month at 5.30. Now, it's not necessary to attend this orientation if you have already volunteered at the mission. If you have previously been a volunteer at the Modesto Gospel Mission, then you don't need to do this again, okay? Donations of food for the holiday dinner, warm clothing in all types, uh, sizes, gloves, scarves, all those kinds of things for men, women, and children, uh, toys for all age groups are appreciated and very much needed. Since 1948, the Modesto Gospel Mission has provided nutritious meals, warm beds, and a place uh, of safety 
for thousands of poor and homeless men, women, and children. And we just have to say that Barb and Vern do a, a fantastic job yeah, they there. Do. Great people, wonderful friends. So that's another great uh, great thing to be involved in. And then, again, one of our favorites that really tugs at my heartstrings, senior facilities where you can spend time uh, with seniors and, and gain a new friend for the holidays and beyond. I want to st- emphasize that beyond. Uh, because local care homes, convalescent hospitals, retirement facilities throughout Stanislaw County and, and all over the world, i got to say, are seeking friendly visitor volunteers to take an active role uh, in the lives of senior citizens, especially uh, during the holiday season, but again, beyond that, too. Special festive activities are available throughout uh, December, including, including singing Christmas carols. I'm going to tell you about that in just a minute as well. Putting up holiday decorations, uh, opening presents, serving refreshments. Volunteers and seniors can talk laugh, swap stories, read books, cards and letters, play game, uh, games and attend parties. And, and there's just so much to be said for this because when you sit down next to a, a senior person and, and they're just precious, uh, just holding their hands or, or just touching them. And a lot of them haven't been touched or talked to uh, in a very long time. A lot of them are abandoned. Abandoned. And it's isolated. So yeah, they Bad. really need it's a connection. Just, it's just sad. Just touch them and talk to them, hug them, hold them, embrace them, and, and just ask them, tell me about your life. Tell me about yourself, and uh, you'd be amazed at how much this blesses them and how much it really, really blesses your life as well. So I just would encourage you to involve yourself, your family, the children, the grandkids. Uh, it's just so so much opportunity and so much need there. So so think about that. Pray about that and see where God would lead you uh, to to do that. Uh, any of these opportunities, Barbara Borba would love to hear from you. She's at 209-524-1307, extension 113. Again, 209-524-1307, extension 113. Or you can always give us a call here. I'd love to talk to you. 209-544-9571 is our number here at AVC. And you know, I said I was going to tell you a little bit about the AVC Christmas caroling opportunity. That's coming up next week and starting uh, Tuesday, December 11th at 6.45 p.m. Dina Elliott will be uh, heading up uh, the team for ABC at English Oaks. And English Oaks is located at 2633 West Rumble Road. And you can meet inside the front door there. And uh, it's just a great time. We started doing this several years ago. And you just just meet there and just stroll up and down the hallways. And John Ingle, our ever-ready bunny here, he's he, he was there last week, uh, last year we did this, and it was just a great time. And you talk about blessing the people who live there. You didn't they, sing soprano there, John, didn't you? I, 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 I think know. he was bass. I, I think he was bass, too. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? These people. They could, tried to keep me there. But well, that, you know, would, we weren't too successful, no. obviously. But anyway. Sure. Were you trying to go somewhere <laughs> I, with this? I think so. Okay. We'll get there All eventually. Right. You know, these people sing along with us, and it's just, it's just a wonderful time uh, mm. to celebrate uh, this time of the year certainly and it's just a a great time but anyway if you want to do that certainly you can uh, give me a call let me know if you'd like to uh, join the team there but anyway again that's december 11th this coming tuesday 6 45 p.m at english oaks if you want to join the avc team and you know what is so cool is uh, uh standing outside holding hands and praying for all of the residents mm. there, and just going through and again talking and touching the people, uh, and and singing with them, and just just being a part of their lives, it's just uh, it's just uh, 
Fantastic. And then on Monday, December 17th at 9 a.m. at the Satellite Dialysis Kidney Center. Uh, and that's at 1329 Spanos Court. Uh, they'll be meeting in the, uh, inside the front door area there. That's in Modesto. Don't ask me for directions there. I think it's off Coffee Road somewhere. Anyway, uh, then on Monday, December 17th at noon at the Satellite uh, Dialysis Center again. Uh, there's another opportunity on Monday, December 17th at 2.30 p.m., Thursday, December 20th at 9 a.m. at the Satellite Dialysis Center. Again, that's at 1329 Spanos Court. So there's lots of dates for you to take part in this. And then once again, Thursday, December 20th at 12 noon, there will be another opportunity to join in the uh, Christmas caroling with the ABC volunteers. So this is going to be a great time and uh, just an opportunity for you and your family, the children, your neighbors, your coworkers, uh, for everybody to just uh, have a great time and celebrate and to bless others uh, as well. So again, give me a call if you'd like to, 209-544-9571, and we'd be glad to connect you with this opportunity and so many other opportunities as, as well. Also keep in mind that uh, this time of the year it's cold, blankets are needed, space heaters are needed, uh, scarves, gloves, and, and warm clothing. So uh, all of those kinds of things keep in mind, and we will uh, gladly take those donations and connect you with opportunities to serve. Well, we are excited because it's just like old times, and one of the sweet things for us is that uh, it's always a good time to have you back with us, Gardal, and, and you and our resident doctor, as we say, Dr. Jim Hinman. It's always just a good time to have you guys back because it's just like having a uh, an old friend come back home, and it's just great. We're to not have saying you're old. No, Gardner. no, We're no. We're just I saying just, that you've been a friend a long time. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I just take that wanted back. to clarify that. You know, right? Elaine, Elaine Mike's, 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 Mike's still upset he got that AARP. For <laughs> 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 the I mean, Alzheimer's thing, right? Just go ahead and face it. We're there. Thank God we made it. <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear brother, as thank always, you. As always, thank I'm you. so glad to be back here with you guys. And you know, I, I just often wonder, Gardal, what keeps us coming back Jesus. to the ministry we serve at daily, day Jesus. after day after day? It's the Lord, and it's the, the wonderful feelings that we get by doing His work, you know, mm. that high, that rush that we get when you just see a, a smile or someone's face light up from a, just a mm. kind word or a gesture that we try to do out here daily. You know, isn't that true? I mean, there. I've done other things professionally. You've done other things in in your life, and uh, there, there's something about being right where God wants you to be. Yes, and you know, it's not about the money, obviously, uh, but it's about it's about you know, like like hitting a tuning fork at a four forty. Man, God God has a a frequency for each one of us in terms of service. And when you hit that, and you find that sweet spot where where God wants yes. you to be. There's nothing like it. I mean, with all the stuff you got to put up with, there's nothing like it. Don't you have joy coming to work in the morning? I I am so blessed. Amen. I don't Amen. ever want to do anything but what I'm doing yeah. now, ever. Uh, I look daily. I don't even have a daily planner. I get up in you the don't? morning. I don't have a daily planner. <laughs> I get up in the morning. I head over to the uh, how homes and start involving myself with the clients. And automatically, I've got ten things to do. You know what <laughs> I mean? And to assist them in uh, their average daily living and getting them back on path to uh, an independent living life. So it's just always, constantly. I go constantly. I love it. And we know you're a busy man. We know you're busy because we're busy and you're busy. And and we meet each other coming and going sometimes. And Gardal, I know we revisit our past 
uh, at times, especially when we're out there serving yes. those in our communities. And, and you and I have talked about this before because we've, we've had to revisit our we past revisit. because it's a part of what we do, our testimony and, and serving, once again, those in the community. And we attend some of the same meetings uh, out there in the community. I love the partnership love we have, it. don't you? Especially the PAC meetings that we ah, attend, you know. Yes. Because just uh, I try not to even use the initials PAC meeting because what it stands for is so important. Important that I always just go ahead on and, and articulate it that it's police and corrections, yeah. you know, coming together for the good mm-hmm. for for the good of the parolee. For once, you know, I mean, this is the first time that anything has ever happened like this, where these two agencies have come together in order to keep them from going back, producing efforts. Isn't that a, a minor miracle or a major one in and of Some itself? Major, major. I mean, you, you think back in, in law enforcement in, in decades past. This is something, not only is it unusual for the police and corrections to come, and they're really partnering, you know, right, right. it's not really just are. they're showing up. Right. They're really partnering. But the the other thing is, man, the Lord is proclaimed with freedom there. It, absolutely. There is no problem. Um, that is the, 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 the tone that is set uh, for the police and corrections uh, meetings that we do attend to. Uh, we, everyone that stands there proclaims the Lord and what he has done to them. You just literally, oh, I just give my testimony when I get there to be a motivational speaker. That in itself and proclaiming what God has done for me, I can't give them any better of an example than what, what, can, what he can do for them. Ooh, you gave a powerful testimony mm. the last PAC meeting we were at. Not that every time isn't powerful, but, I mean, it just seems like, Gardel, I mean, see if you don't agree, we're reaching our city in a great way. There's something going on here in this area, and our footprint goes all over the place here. The Lord's expanding his territory. He is. What do you see him doing in our city, Gardal? I see, I see a peace coming to our city. Mm. I see a peace coming. I've, when I first got out in 2002 of prison, um, to where I'm seeing now, it's been a large, very much, very, very huge change in demographics of what's going on here. Uh, people are caring, starting to care. I mean, in, on, on all levels. I have met people that are truly concerned about what's going on in their neighborhoods and in their schools and in, the, in, the, in their homes. Mm. So it's, it's, uh, they've gotten bolder. They're coming out. They're being more uh, vocal and being more present in trying to clean up these streets and, and, and come together and find a solution to make our communities safer. You know, Elaine, this time of season, uh, we hear in, in terms of classical uh, Christmas music, and the scripture is always opened up to Isaiah 9. And you, you, what you were just talking about, Gardal, just, I mean, it, it fits. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. I think that we are on the brink, in in, in this area at least, of God doing something incredible. You, you just see it starting to bubble up. You, you see it bubble up, don't you, in, in terms of the government working with the faith-based community? Police and corrections yes, is a it. prime example of what you just said, Mike. <clears throat> yeah. um, so many of the community have been separated from law enforcement. Uh, at one time, it was taboo as far as uh, citizens being even seen talking to police officers and things like this. I see police officers in the community now on bicycles actually walking beats 
so to speak, uh, uh, parking their cars and walking through the neighborhood. Well, that's a switch. And that's a switch. Mm-hmm. And it makes and it's a, a powerful, powerful impact that it is making. It's making the individuals, residents of the of the neighborhood, feeling more safe. And that's very important. And, yeah, because yeah. back in the day, if you remember, and Mike, you are associated with law enforcement, mm-hmm. how the the beat walking cop was the one that practically held the whole that's thread right. of the community together. Yeah, they knew everyone from mm-hmm. old Miss Jones down on the end to the child uh, playing in the street. Well, you go back to the days of the call boxes. You know, before oh. before you had two-way radios. Exactly. Now we're dating ourselves here, but, uh. you know, before <laughs> John's shaking his head over there. Before you had two-way radios. That AIDS thing again. Yeah. AARP is going to send me another card. I can they feel it coming. You. But, you know, and, and in, I, I was just thinking I, I served in Pasadena, and those call boxes are still there from way back wow. where the cop walked the beat, and he didn't have a radio. No. You know, and if something went down, he, he found one of those call boxes or, or a citizen, you know, whatever. And, but there was a connection <clears throat> between the police officer and the area that he patrolled. Exactly. You know, and in, in, you know, those decades, uh, coming off of that, we got away from that. The metropolises grew. It became a little more anonymous. Yeah. There wasn't that relationship, but it, it's coming back to, yes, it is. and you know, community policing really is not a new concept. No. It's, you go back to uh, England and you know, where we get our law enforcement. Bobbies. Yeah, the Bobbies. I mean, that that's what it was all about. They didn't wear guns. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So uh, I think we're coming back to that relational thing. And, uh, you know, God honors that. Even, I mean, even if the cop's not a believer, God's at work Absolutely. through that process, isn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. Yes, he is. And what's the, <clears throat> you know, so often it's easy to be intimidated, Gardal, some of these areas that we're talking about right now. Is that intimidation starting to lower? Are people feeling a little more confident about standing up and, and uh, standing up for what they believe is right? And, and not, not so much fighting back, but just kind of retaking the neighborhood for good. Absolutely, because I believe that in the last <coughs> five to ten years here, because I can only speak specifically here, mm-hmm. um, the neighborhoods, well, it was usually oh, on that side of town you'd find all of this type of activity and different things like this. And now, as you've seen, the demographics have changed. You can go in anywhere, on any part of town in, mm-hmm. Modesto, in our community, in our, in our county, and find whatever it is, crime, drugs, gang retaliation, different things like this. So with that happening and coming into the neighborhoods of individuals that were, were not used to this type of thing, um, more affluent neighborhoods and things like this, it gave, opened their eyes to say, oh, wow, okay, I see. It's not just over there. It's everywhere. And now it's time for us everywhere to join together to put a stop to this, mm-hmm. this spread of plight of this, this, the fear of drugs. And, and, and it's creating communications in, within communities to co- other communities. And it means so much more to them. Absolutely. It's hitting close to home. Pulling them into it. They have a part. They're participating. Exactly. They're reclaiming it. I exactly. think you said that. Exactly. Somebody said that. Or reclaiming our children. Uh, yeah. okay. Big our part. Children. Big part is okay. it? That means because a lot. Because this is where the main we are being most attacked through our children, mm-hmm. all the way from the immorality that is being uh, on the ballot that we just uh, listened to a moment ago, yeah. uh, on January eighth for the um, the um, type of uh, literature and things like that. There are, our children will be learning in schools to where we are now in our neighborhoods. It is a universal requirement for us to get come together as one to save our children, because it is our children mm, who are now amen. being attacked. Mm. 
and we all are feeling it, and we are all pulling together. It's and a I see it. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Your people are more vocal. They're coming out. They're letting me in saying what they need to say. If you won't stand up for your child, you know, we may look at the other way for different places and look away and not see. But when it hits too close to home and it touches your child. Oh, we better think right. about our children and get, our grandchildren. Oh. Yes. Indeed, that's a, that's a biggie. Elena, I was just thinking, you know, as we're talking about changes that seem to be happening, one of the changes that we've seen at the tables that we have been at are government agencies that used not to talk to each other mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, starting to communicate. And, and those walls are starting. I mean, one of the obvious is the Modesto Police Department's working now hand in hand with the Stanislaus County Sheriff's Department. Mm -hmm. You know, where there's Isn't that court. Cool? Yeah, yes. and there, there's good, good stuff happening there where before there were walls. And I, you know, even you, you look at some of the other uh, county and city agencies. And, you know, we were at some of those early meetings, and sometimes there was kind of a tense territorial uh -huh. thing going on. Yeah. And now it's like, <clears throat> oh, hey, you know what? I'll pay for that. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no problem. I mean, it's, it's, it really is new. And i, I got to thank Gardal that a lot of it has to do with a lot of people hitting their knees and praying. Hey, right? That's all it is, the power of prayer, mm. the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Amazing, amazing what's going on. Um, isn't it strange how, what you just spoke on, how even – the law enforcement agencies that we speak of, all these people that do so much good in all the communities have that separation between each other, yeah. you know? So it, it is really uh, important that we see what the evil one is doing, mm -hmm. okay? And what he does attempt to do on all levels to stop good from happening. Mm. Amen. But when we let down those walls, oh, man. <laughs> what the Lord can do, and we see the victory in that. And we see it at the PAC meetings, too. There's no stop. With all the agencies and the government, even within the government, coming together. Exactly. And, and, and that really is a, is a cool deal also. And, you know, a lot of times at the, at the PAC meetings, Gardal, which is so cool. You did. You just, you just did a dynamite job last time. And, and one of the things... Uh, one of the things that you did uh, this last time, and you do it every time, actually, and uh, is is that you, when you stand up and you give your testimony um, to the people who are there, the inmates coming back, because, yes. again, the whole thing is to encourage them not to uh, go back into the prison system, but to Absolutely. make some changes in their lives. Absolutely, and uh, that's that's what it's that's what it's all about. So uh, I just have to ask you, Gardal, are you uh, you ready to rock? Yeah, here always, we go. Buckle your seatbelt. Here we That's go. Okay, Jesus. get get ready. Kick Praise off the, the shoes. Kick off the shoes and, and get ready to rock, because here we go. Without fail, Gardel always, always gives a reason for he's alive. And here they are, casting crowns, all because of Jesus. And we'll be back with you right, right here on Lighthouse Life.
crowns all because of Jesus and I tell you what we kicking our shoes off here clapping our hands dancing around the studios it's time to get back here live with you Gardal Wilson Pastor Mike and Elaine and I tell you what you know I love it Gardal that at the PAC meetings we have that freedom we were just talking about to stand up and share with the people and you do each and every time all because of Jesus, right. I'm alive. We give the credit to him, and, you know, uh, we are alive in Christ. You know, the old has gone, the new has come, and, and, and we have the past that we have yes. because, and, and we take that and we use it for his glory, and we minister to people today because of him. We're, we're alive because of him. I love that. I, oh, I love that. It, it makes it so much easier for when I get up in front of all of those uh, parolees, <laughs> From after being there, once being there myself, and you we want to talk about what you're doing now in your life and what's going on to motivate them. And um, I used to I used to get nervous before I got there, and I got to thinking, well, you know, I I'm only standing here before you right now because of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then that made everything else of my testimony that much easier to go ahead on and share mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was speaking for him, yeah. I wasn't speaking for me. Yeah. And that took the pressure off of me, uh, making sure that my message was received in uh, not a, um, a, a boisterous way, but a humble way. Mm-hmm. And once I, you put the word, Jesus' name on it, it's automatically cleared and understood. Yeah, Gardal, despite our best intentions, our, our prison system today is, is kind of messed up. I mean, yeah. you know, to be honest, and, and, and again, I'm not pointing any fingers, yeah. it's it's just not working, you know. No, it's no, just it's not, not working. No, not. And and for for guys coming out and and you've been there, done that. And um, what you know when you're coming out and and uh, you're you're facing this freedom and and accountability that used to be there, the directions that used to be there, the rules that used to be there aren't there anymore. Uh, what does all that mean to a guy or gal coming out of prison? Suddenly, be suddenly being faced with that. And how important is it to have Jesus Christ in your life at that oh, point? Number one, first of all, it's, Jesus is number one. Again, as I said before, I started my motivational speaking. 
I would not be here if not for him. Mm. So, you know, it, it, when they, you're coming out, it's one of the most scariest things in the world, especially if you've done a period of time. I My, my time, I had done five years straight. So when I came out, technology had changed. They'd gone from the big, huge cell phone, the phones used to have, mm. which <laughs> looked like a, the size of a box, uh-huh. um, to the cell phones that are flip out now the way that they <laughs> are, and the technology. And yeah. um, there's no structure. Um, usually you, you're told when to go to bed and when to get up. Uh, when to go to laundry or whatever it is, whatever your day is, has been dictated by the uh, the um, the guards there, whatever your program may be, and they call it program. Um, and then you to come out of these gates into this world of um, madness, mm. madness, and it's so easy for them to get caught up because they don't go straight back into another structure, coming out of prison, which is very structured, to wild out freedom. Mm-hmm. No one to tell you no. Mm. What, what have you learned while you were in prison when you, and then you come out here the uh, society is already set against you when you check that box that says convicted felon on that application when uh, you uh, the only identification you have is your prison ID because it does take a while in order to get that for, through social security, through DMV through all the other agencies which is so fantastic about the PAC meetings yes. Yes. because yes. these guys are able to <clears throat> in one hour CDMV, Social Security, Family Child Mm -hmm. Support. All of these different agencies work hand-in-hand with one another now. If you aren't taking care of your responsibilities in child support, you cannot get a driver's license. Mm -hmm. You can't get a driver's license. You can't get a job in California. You need a driver's license. What The employer wants to know how you're going to get to and from work. Mm -hmm. So it is a plus. But, again, it's already stacked against them when when you do parole. Fortunately enough, and I was blessed enough that I had my family as a support group when I came out. Yes. So yes. many of these guys yeah. have no one. Yeah, They've right. burned the bridges or right. at least they left them on fire when they left. Mm. And many of them have turned to the Lord. Or many, many Christians I met in prison and get out and drop the ball. Leave the, the Bible gets dusty because they're trying, striving so hard to get a job get something going for themselves before they slip back into that old mode mm-hmm. of where they are comfort. They're out of their comfort zone when they come out of here, and very scarily. And before, as I said to you before, before I they go hungry uh, from looking for a job all day, can't find anything, any, no, no resources at all. They go back to doing what they know what to do that keeps money in their pockets, and that's usually crime mm-hmm. or drugs yeah. or something illegal. One of the things that I'm encouraged about, and we see this happening more and more, is that more people are coming to the PAC meetings, more people are expressing, and we don't have to be fearful of expressing our faith in in Christ. Uh, We can openly talk about it there. It's held at the Gospel Mission, uh, which is awesome. Vern and Barb open up their doors. A lot of faith-based organizations are there, as well as uh, secular Government is there with us. Um, A lot of the recovery programs who are secular, non-faith-based, that's cool. We we accept one another. Um, We partner together. Exactly. There's no competition going on. And coming out of that meeting, with all of that going on, coming out of that meeting out to the community, they're bringing the healing that they they learned that they were going on inside of there. What are we talking about right now? We were talking about earlier law enforcement getting together. Um, Mike was speaking about sheriff agencies and different things like that, how they were seeming to 
drop these walls and, and, and communicating with one another. We are supporting each other in our comments and what we're talking about there. Uh, we're re making referrals to one another. And this meeting is open to anyone. Yes. If our brothers and sisters listening to this program right now wanted to come and sit in with you and I, Gardel, they could do that. They could do that. They could come right in and sit in and have something to say. That's right. It is a motivational uh, situation that, 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 that's going on. They make the first meeting mandatory for all these parolees. They have to come you know, or face repercussions. And once they get there, they find out why it's mandatory. Because mm -hmm. in one hour, as I say, you can get your DMV paperwork, your Social Security paperwork, uh, find a job, find a place to live, all of these things under one building without any bus fare, gas as high as it is. All these things would cost quite a bit of money to hit all of these agency, agencies throughout town if you were trying to go from, from one to the other. And with our PAC meetings, everything's right there under the roof. You know, that, that really was a piece of genius, and, and obviously God had something to do with planting that seed to, <laughs> to make that happen. And uh, as you uh, watch these guys guard all, here they have the opportunity. And obviously some are going to take it, some are going to go through the motions, and some are going to recycle and the recidivism rate, you know, we all know about and all that. <clears throat> but what, what about the guys and, and the, the gals that do make it? You know, what, what, what do you see in their eyes, Gardall, as, oh, as they're passing in front of you? There is no better joy. Again, that's why I'm into this for. When we get the individuals that grab hold of it and, and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and excel mm -hmm. and get a job and, and leave the program, we're just sad to see them go, but we're happy to see that they're on their way because so many of them go back. So many of them just, just, just give up. And, again, the ones that do, I have found, are faithless. Mm. They don't have Jesus in their life. They don't have the Lord in their lives. Mm. And uh, we are a faith-based organization, so we constantly praise the name of God in our programs. Um, as Mike says, some my mom had to make me understand that. I would get very upset when some of the guys would drop out of the program or I would have to terminate some because of the behavior and, and activities of what they were doing. And she finally had to help me understand. She says, God, all you have to understand, my mom, Ruby Kennedy, <laughs> says uh, many won't make it. You can't save anyone, God. Only mm. the Lord can save. Mm. You know? So I had to absorb that so it wouldn't bother me so bad when these guys fell and went back and didn't make it some just right back to the addiction to see him week a week or so later yeah. out on the corner just strung out and, and looking like mm -hmm. looking like death yeah that used to bother me a lot and still does but not to the degree where we have so many that do make it yeah now. Amen. we're with brother Gardal wilson of none forgotten sober living we've got lots more with him and we'll be right back right after this Deep needs, deep hurts, spreading far beyond the government's ability to help. Children, single moms and dads, the elderly, disabled, the homeless. Yet, thousands of resources that can meet those needs are sitting right now in the pews and seats of our churches. The challenge? Activating those resources and connecting them with the people in need. We have a proven solution, advancing vibrant communities. We bridge the gap. We connect people and churches with opportunities to serve the needs of their neighbors. Pure, simple, proven effective, advancing vibrant communities. What's our motivation? 
Jesus' command in Matthew 22:39 to love your neighbor as yourself. The church at large has a biblical mandate to serve the needs of the community. Advancing Vibrant Communities researches those needs, then finds volunteers with the skills and passions to meet those needs. The very first story that Mike told about ABC involves serving one of my church members whose needs I could not meet within my own community. And in that moment, God humbled me and asked me to open my heart and really listen. And as I saw the setup of the database, I realized that AVC is a wonderful partner with my own congregation. It helps us be more effective. This organization comes along and says, I'll do a lot of the groundwork and we'll discover the needs. And then those folks in your congregation who desire to be a part and who have these skills can volunteer. ABC partners with over 80 community and government agencies to help meet the needs of the city. We network with organizations like Habitat for Humanity, the American Red Cross, Salvation Army, the Area Agency on Aging, the School District, and the Police Department. Habitat and ABC is a perfect match in that we both have common missions of helping people get out of the four walls of the church, getting out into the community and helping others. AVC serves volunteers by finding ways for them to help others. AVC serves the needy through volunteer efforts with love, grace, mercy, and compassion. AVC serves churches by augmenting efforts to reach out and meet the needs of their neighbors. AVC serves businesses by helping create healthy neighborhoods, by connecting employees with opportunities to volunteer, and by providing opportunities to donate goods and services to legitimate needs in the community. Well, it works. And I, I, I believe that as in our companies, as being uh, formerly a businessman in, in, in Stanislaus County and, and uh, other counties in the state as, as, as well, that uh, our companies were only as, as successful as our weakest link. And I believe that to be the same case in our communities and in our cities, that we can only be as much as we're going to be based upon the capacity and the ability of others to participate at an increased level and quality of, of life. You know, some of us can do, donate a little money, some a little time, some one or the other or both. It really touched my heart that these strangers were interested in me and what I needed in my life. You know, it's not only hearing it, but it's seeing them, and it's being there in person and seeing the, the need that they have and hopefully being able to do something about it. I will tell you, as you know, your chief of police in the city of Modesto, we need your help in the community making a difference. Volunteer, I know we can put you to work. And I, I promise you, if you get involved, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. How can we partner with you to meet the needs of our city? We ask you to consider monthly financial support and to help recruit more volunteers. Advancing Vibrant Communities. Faith in action. Pure, simple, proven effective. Carrying out the biblical mandate to love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you.
And we're back with you on Lighthouse Live. Pastor Mike, Elaine, and Gardal Wilson of Men Forgotten Sober Living. We're just having a great time revisiting a great friend. And I tell you what, this this hour just goes by so quickly. We could probably sit here and, and visit for two hours nonstop talking about all of the things, the packed meetings. And, you know, we haven't really touched on the Men Forgotten Sober Living home, Gardal. Mm. We're not really. Well, we're still out there doing what we can. Um, basically what Nuns Forgotten Sober Living is about um, individuals that are trying to get their life back on track. Uh, many that come out of recovery programs. We don't just only deal with addicts. We, we deal with the uh, addict that's coming out of recovery mm-hmm. who needs a place to go where it's clean and sober or can't go back home. Maybe mom or dad still drink or a little brother or one of the other mm-hmm. siblings still use uh, drugs. And so um, they're not unable to go back to, to, their, regular, to their homes. So we definitely, we take them in, and uh, we have a program of clean and sober. Yes. Um, and uh, we, we uplift Jesus. We talk about Amen. God all the time. Amen. We say to them that we truly believe that you cannot make it without Jesus in your life. Mm. Yeah, and, that's, just, uh, that's a driving, our driving so force. So many. I, I, I'm faced with a dilemma now, and I just want to speak briefly on it and put it out there because it's important. I have ran into very, quite a few young Christian men who have been um, convicted of sexual offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, great, a very thin line between when we hear sexual abuse or sexual offender, we automatically think of a um, child rapist, uh, in that connotation, but many of these young men that I have met are uh, what do they call low risk. Um, for instance, um, one he's 19 and his girlfriend was 17. Uh, consensual sex um, uh, called um, um, gosh, what's it called? Uh, <laughs> statutory. Statutory. Yeah. Statutory rape. A couple of individuals uh, were out back of a liquor store urinating. And uh, was found by caught by the police, and all these people have, are, are listed as sex, well, sexual offenders mm-hmm. because of the charge, um, and thrown into the stigma of these other predators and longtime offenders. <clears throat> with the new Megan's law, these young men are unable to live within 2,000 feet of schools right. or places where children are gathered, and <clears throat> which is causing a very very serious problem. As far as where are we going to put these young these young men, and these young men are I've met them that are Christian and really turned their lives around and didn't really do the stigma quote unquote sexual offender, uh, and when we hear they hear that name, and um, they are limited now, and we are trying to find a location that is within the compliance of the boundaries and reach out to these young men that aren't hardcore uh, sexual offenders uh, so to speak, and uh, get them get them back on track because they feel like they've they've been left out. Sure. As far as society is concerned, mm-hmm. when we hear that word, we don't want them around. Mm-hmm. And with the new laws, there are so many places that these young men cannot live. And I'm finding many of them uh, going back to prison because you need to have an address that went on parole. That's one thing that will send you back you know, automatically. If you don't have an address where this parole officer can check and find you, that's a violation. Mm-hmm. And you go back to prison. It's almost a no-win situation, isn't it? It's almost a no-win situation. Yeah. And we <clears throat> and we, as Christians need to try to come together to see what it is that we can do about these individuals that are actually ostracized from society. Mm. You and I were discussing this a little bit the other day, yes. Gardel. What, what do you see as some of the options? Um, first of all, we do have to have, uh, we need a place that is going to be in compliance with the Megan's Law, with the laws that um, are upheld. 
unfortunately, until other legislation happens, these guys are still thrown into the uh, sexual offender uh, 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 stigma. And this is not the situation with these guys. But still, some of them have uh, ankle bands, leg, leg, bands, leg bands for life with the new legislation that's going on. Mm. So um, I think that we, we're trying hard to find a place that we can house these. There are many. There are many. And we are having a problem as far as finding a place to help these young men. Not, not only difficult, I, w I would imagine, in terms of finding a place, given the cost of housing now, but, but geographically finding a location that's in compliance, that's in compliance. I mean, with all the schools that we have, I imagine, is kind of a challenge, exactly, right? Exactly, because when you start talking about that, okay, then you're talking about rural area. Yeah. Okay? And I'm sorry, Farmer John does not want yeah. uh, that sexual offender out there, you know, yeah, out there. So there, it is, it is a catch. It, it's a rock and a hard place. It really is. And But I know that the Lord is going to show us some way to deal with this because it is our responsibility to reach out to these guys. Gard, I'll talk a little bit about how people get referred to you and how they enter uh, the ministry that you have. Well, many of our, our clients are referred to us from parole, um, um, Turning Point, different agencies that are, have caseworkers that um, are, their job is to place these individuals in uh, safe room and boards or uh, board and care homes so that their needs are met. Many of them are on medications. Many of them have psychological problems. Mm. Many of them are, are able to work. And again, the stigma that covers a lot of them is that uh, society just doesn't want them. They feel that they feel this has what's happening. So they come to us. We uh, uh, most of them are on disability or social security, or we have charity beds where we have when they stay full, just like the our brothers and sisters of Bob and them over at the mission, yes. who are to, who are just fantastic people on our level too. We turn to them all the time. They're always mm -hmm. there to help us mm -hmm. with the interface ministries, yes. how clothing and food Definitely. and just everything. They're doing a fantastic problem um, situation in there, although overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, but with all that that's going on, we still need to continue growing as we're growing, being observant, being vigilant, blowing the whistle when we see these situations going on and stepping up to the plate. Gardel, how can people contact you if they have questions or they have need? Well, we're listed at uh, area code 209-496-2500. That is the cell phone that is attached to my belt loop 28 hours a day. <laughs> um, and But remember, like I say, I love what I do. Um, and you can contact us there or on www.nonforgottensoberliving.com on the web. You guys do a fantastic ministry there, Gardel, and we just support you uh, in that and, and partner with you. And so glad and so pleased uh, to be a, a partner with you in ministry. Well, we're glad to be a part of the AVC community also. Um, when in need, maybe some heavy backs or some laborers, some painting needs to be done, something. We have uh, young men that are in the program that are eager to help mm, and to give back. So there is no charge. That. So if you have that needing to be moved, or we've, we've helped uh, Elaine yes, get some of our elderly have. people yes, moved and have. furniture and things like that stored, we are willing to help. You can contact us through AVC or at 4096-2500. Right, we appreciate that. Gardal, our time just grows so always. to a close so faster. quickly, yes, always too quickly. But uh, before we close our time, could you just uh, maybe share... Uh, a, a prayer request, how we may hold you and, and unforgotten sober living uh, in, in prayer. Okay. I, we're going to need 
I guess I guess you put out there just like exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And it's it's linen. All of our beds are twin beds. And we can we need sheets, blankets, pillowcases, towels, and whatever else you can give us. All right. God bless you. God bless you, Gardal. Thank you once again for your time. Happy I know holidays to all of you out there. Uh, Amen. Merry the Christmas reason for the you. season. Jesus. That's yeah. it. You got that right. <laughs> Thank you, dear friends, for listening tonight. Be sure to join us again next week at a special time, 10 o'clock in the morning, when uh, Todd Todd Honeycutt, our uh, missionary to Slovenia, will be our guest. So uh, have a great week, and uh, may God continue to bless you as you reach out and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Amen.